Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. Today I chat with Simon Scotting, who teaches people how to run their first marathon. Like a marathon, we talk about the challenges of creating your first online course and how to stay consistent until you meet your goals. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Please, if you haven't done so already, leave a review for this show wherever you listen to it. Now, let's get straight to the interview. All right, everyone, Phil Ebener here with the Online Course Masters show, and today I'm so excited to have Simon Scotting here. Simon is a Udemy instructor, he's a marathon runner, and that's what he teaches, and he's created one course on Udemy about how to run a marathon. We met at Udemy Live in 2017 and had some great conversations, and I think this conversation is going to be really great for people who are just starting out and going through the process of creating your very first online course. So welcome to the show, Simon. Thanks for being here. Hey, Phil. Thanks for having me on. All right. So let's dive into a question that I think will help people who are struggling. Um, And that is, why do you think people fail at creating online courses or an online business or just a business in general? Do you have any thoughts about uh, what makes people successful versus just ending up failing at something? Well, I, I think the, the big impediment to starting something is people waiting for motivation. And that motivation is never just going to come. You actually need to make that motivation happen. So, And, and I think you, you get motivation by actually seeing some significant progress in whatever you're doing, whether that be creating a course or starting a business or starting a new project. And you've really got to force yourself just to get in there to work consistently until you see that progress. And once you see that progress... You, the motivation comes, and once the motivation comes, the confidence comes, and then you're just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I like that, and I think that that idea of like having that motivation come from within is important too, because a lot of people might start because they see someone else is doing something, and it, you know that might motivate them to get started. But it, you really have to do something yourself and start to, I guess, be more self motivated to to follow through and complete something, which I think is probably true with training for a marathon. Uh, I think that's one of the one thing I can think about that. <laughs> There's not much motivation to do it coming from like else outside of just being wanting to do it yourself. I don't know. Do you think that's yeah. true? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you're not going to get rich uh, running a marathon, you know, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's got to come from within. You've got to have some kind of, um, yeah, you've got to force yourself to 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 do it, mm-hmm. and I do think that being consistent is is a huge part of it in the beginning. And once you once you start being consistent, uh, it becomes a habit mm-hmm. for you, and then it becomes really easy to kind of to keep going. Uh, and I do think that one of the big things that people also like once you get started, you need to actually push yourself, you know, to to keep going. It, you might be surprised how much how much progress you need to see in order to get that, that kind of motivation. Mm. So uh, like f- with myself, for example, when I started uh, creating a course, uh, well, you know, I thought about the idea for a long time, like, yeah, I should do it. And like, okay, I, I you know, no, I need to get this in place. I need to get that in place. And then, you know, I actually got started going. Um, but I found it difficult to, to actually complete the course once I found out like how much work was involved mm-hmm. um, in, in, you know, in creating the course, not just on creating the course, but then all the technical things that, that someone uh, like myself had to learn on the fly. Um, it was almost like, okay, I need to do this part of the project, but in order to do that, I need to learn this. Mm-hmm. But it might even involve like learning, uh, you know, a sub skill of that to, to get up to here. So that was really difficult to to stay motivated, uh, you know, to keep doing that and to get all these little setbacks like along the way that you never think you're going to encounter until you actually come to them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was tough. It was really tough. And then I and then I started feeling a bit depressed about like, oh, you know, I've I've started this course and like, uh, you know, I can't finish it. You know, and and and, and I really do think that um, for people who are starting out, like the most important thing is is consistency. Is putting in that that one hour a day or, or even just thirty minutes a day. I think it's going to be much more important 
uh, much more beneficial for you rather than than saying, okay, this Saturday I'm going to spend eight hours doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you if you think about your track record, like when was the last time you actually sat down at the weekend to spend eight hours, uh, you know, doing, doing something brand <laughs> like yeah, well, well, especially doing something brand new that's going to be really really hard. You know, so so why all of a sudden? You think that this weekend you're suddenly going to, you know, feel motivated to sit down for eight hours. It's just, it's just not going to happen. But I think it's just much easier just to say, okay, I'm going to spend 30 minutes, 60 minutes a day, um, and just get started doing it. You know, yeah. that that's the, I think that's the easier question to ask yourself. It's not like, you know, can I finish this course or can I, you know, can I, can I do this course? But can I just get started? And if you can just get started, usually you find out it's going to be easier than than you think it's going to be. It's just kind of breaking that barrier and actually starting the um it's actually starting the lesson and i hate going back to the i'm gonna be throwing out so many marathon metaphors in this episode but it's like you can't just get up one day and say i'm gonna run a marathon or a half marathon or even five miles to do your first training it starts with that those baby steps of even just running a mile or let or even less and so it's all about that consistent work and sticking with it and keeping your eye on the prize, though, in the in the distance, for sure. So yeah, let's talk yeah. a little bit more about your background. And for people who don't know a little anything about you, what what's your background, and how did you get into teaching online? Your or thinking about teaching your first online course? Uh, so my uh, my own background really doesn't have anything to do with with creating my own course. Um, I um, I have a uh, wealth management business, uh, a financial planning business. In Russia and in in Tokyo, wow. so it really doesn't have That's anything different. to do. With, yeah, it really doesn't have anything to do with uh, with with my course. Um, how did I get into teaching online on on Udemy? Was that I um, I got into running a few years ago, and I'd always wanted to do a marathon. And I don't know for like for whatever reason, you know, I just like couldn't find time to you know, to, to find, uh, or, you know, to do a training plan. And then I'd see a marathon, but it would be like next week or next month. And like, okay, I don't have enough time to train. Okay. Okay. Next year, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to train. I'm definitely going to, you know, make it happen. And then finally I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm really going to do it. You know? So I put plans together, um, ran the marathon. It went really well. Uh, I enjoyed it so much, not just the marathon, but just the whole training process mm-hmm. and just getting better and better and, and actually just seeing like what you were saying about um, creating a course or anything like my own confidence increased. And uh, it's, it's actually something I focus on in my own course with marathon running that, that a huge part of it people don't realize is actually confidence. Mm-hmm. And a very small part of running uh, a marathon is, is physical and, and it's much more of a, um, of a confidence or a, a mental thing. So it's really important to build that confidence up. To actually do a, a marathon and it in its real confidence it's not it's not you know oh i'll just fake it till i make it but like you you really need to have it deep down because when you're running a marathon your ego and all those layers just get just get shredded away uh, and you really find out uh, who you are mm-hmm. so i really enjoyed that and i really enjoyed the whole experience and then i moved into running longer distances like ultra marathons mm-hmm. so anything that's longer than a marathon distance is considered an ultra marathon so I was doing sort of like 50 to 60 kilometer races, so about what, 35 to 40 mile races on, on trails. So it's, it's not just flat running on the street, yeah. but it's ups yeah. and downs. And, you know, it, it adds a whole different element because you've got to eat, you've got to drink, you've got to, um, you've got to pace yourself, you've got to decide when to speed up, when, you know, when to slow down. And if you're getting hot to take, you know, to take a layer off or if it's raining, like you've got to, you know, put a layer on. Um, but, but that becomes like almost entirely confidence based. So I just found out that, that, um, that really fascinating. Uh, and I started filming a lot of these races I was doing. Mm. I had a GoPro and I was, uh, I was filming this stuff and, uh, what I, I'd finished these races and I'd realized like, okay, nobody wants to watch two hours of, of me <laughs> running, but if, if, you know, if I could cut this down into like two, three minutes of like really good highlights from the race, you know, and, and give people a sense for, for, for what it was like. So I wanted to share this experience. I thought, wow, that would be really cool. Like, you know, that's what I want to do. And I kept kind of putting it off, putting it off. And then uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do some video editing. And actually, I, I found your course on, on Udemy, on um, uh, Adobe Premiere. Oh, nice. Uh, and, I went through, and, I, and I went through, and I really liked your style. I really liked how you had us do a project mm-hmm. within the course. So it wasn't just kind of learning stuff and you think you're learning it, but then you turn 
the, you know, the, then you finish the course, and you're like, well, hang on, like, what do I actually do? You know, so having that project-based uh, project approach, I thought was really, really good. Uh, and as I was finishing that, that course, I just was thinking to myself, like, oh, like, you know, wouldn't that be cool to, for me to create my own course? You know, and then I, you know, I had doubt, like, no, no, I can't create a course. Like, I, I don't know how. And then I was looking at you and I was like, well, well, Phil did it, you know, and, and everyone has to start. Everyone has to start somewhere, you know, and then I just started thinking about, like, well, wh well what's something that's going to be passionate, that I'm passionate enough about for me to want to do a course? Um, and, and it was running and it was, it was marathon running. So I thought, well, wouldn't that be cool if I, if I did a marathon course? Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's how I got started. That's so, awesome. uh, <laughs> so you didn't, did you run in like high school and college at all? Or did you just, were you serious about running before, like just getting into the marathons? No, no. I, um, I played rugby at university mm -hmm. for, I went to, um, to university in San Diego, San Diego state. Oh, nice. So I, uh, I, I studied philosophy and I, I, I played rugby. So my running consisted of, you know, running around the pitch and I would, I would run to the gym, work out, like run back <laughs> from the gym. But yeah, it was it was nothing. Um, it was nothing big. It was, it wasn't like this. Um, so it, it was something I got into later in life. Um, you know, make like, I guess a bit of a midlife crisis. <laughs> I guess it's pretty normal. Well, it's a great, I mean, it's a great hobby to have, obviously, for your health, too. Uh, so what made you decide, and I think maybe it's just, it sounds like you were pa you're passionate about it, but why didn't you create courses about wealth management or something like that, which I would think has a bigger audience and potentially you could make more money from that? What, what was your decision to, did you even think about making courses like that? No, no, I, I didn't actually. Uh, but you're not the first person to tell me that. So um, it, it is actually something that I have in the works and something I'd like to to come out with um, is doing more of a um, in, like, yeah, something to do with, with investment management mm -hmm. or how to invest or because uh, there is a lot of really bad information or mm -hmm. stuff that's just outdated that just no longer makes sense. Mm -hmm. And from from my own firsthand experience of, of being a, a financial planner and and actually running um, an investment company for, for nine years now. Um, yeah, I, I do think like I've got a, a lot of real information to share. It's not just stuff that's been learned in a book, but this is, this is real stuff that I've seen work, that, that we've made mistakes, that we've learned from those mistakes. And yeah, I'd, I'd be very, um, very happy to share about that. So yeah, why, why did I do marathon as a, as a, first, as a first course? It, it was just something I felt, I felt really passionate about. Um, I guess I kind of thought that financial planning, wealth management was a bit of a dry subject. Um, I wasn't sure if, uh, if people would, would really be that, that interested in it. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that, that running would be something that might be a bit more interesting. I noticed that there wasn't really that much competition on Udemy mm -hmm. for marathon running. Uh, maybe, maybe that's for a reason. In <laughs> fact, but, but the, um, the, the course I kind of found, like they, were, they just seemed a bit... Um, uh, just seemed a, a bit basic, you know, and the fact that there wasn't that much competition on there. Um, I took your other course actually on how to create a course, mm -hmm. which kind of, that, actually that, that's what really uh, motivated me to create my own course is that I, I was thinking about it, thinking about it. And then you, you know, you blasted us with the offer of like, Hey, I just created this course about how to create your online course. And I was like, okay, this is a sign, right? <laughs> I, need to, I need to make my own course, you know? Nice. <laughs> Well, you um, follow your passion, and I think that's probably, and that's exactly what I teach in the course and tell people is that, especially for your first course, you want to pick something you're going to enjoy just talking about, even if it doesn't have the biggest audience, even if it's not going to make the most money, the process, and I know you went through quite a process to get the course up and running and published and approved on Udemy, you want to be having fun while you're talking about it. So I think that, I think it ultimately was a good decision and who knows like Udemy is going to continue to expand and yeah maybe the marathon running our audience isn't huge right now but you're already ranking number one when I search for marathon in Udemy which is a good sign so as long as they continue to grow and get more people and expand to like the other niches and not just tech courses and stuff like that I think this course that you've put together is a high quality course and it should continue to make some sort of sales as they as they expand which is awesome so let's talk about your first course experience and what that was like putting together the course um, on how to run your first marathon with confidence 
Okay, so uh, I, I knew a lot of stuff about running, obviously, uh, and it was a little bit difficult to to imagine like a, a beginner's mind frame about okay, what if I knew nothing? You know, like what, like what would I want to know about running a marathon? So I just tried to write down as much as possible. Um, I I really I wasn't sure how long the course was going to be. It, it turned out to be much longer than than I thought. Uh, running seems pretty basic, but but there's just so many little nuances to it, you know, with with, um, with preparation, with training, with confidence building, with with um, yeah, physical training, um, at the actual race day. Also, something that's never really talked about with with marathon running is like what to do after the marathon, mm-hmm. like how to actually recover, and like you know what to what to really do next. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so what was, what was your question i lost my train of thought then. oh yeah no that was great just uh, how was what was it what did what was the process of putting together your course like um when you've you got you know you have all this information end up being longer than you expected but how about yeah. in terms of like the video quality and putting together a video what was what were your struggles what did you learn about putting together a good video and, and I don't know any th- extra things that you added to this course to make sure that it was good and that students would like the course. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, it was it was really tricky. So after I, I you know created this big outline for what I wanted to teach and how I was going to structure everything, yeah, then I had to figure out how to actually film it, you know, and how to actually edit it and that you know things like lighting um, and watching your course and like I couldn't find those those. Uh, those those bulbs the paper lanterns i could find okay i could find the paper lanterns i couldn't find the actual the like bulbs not the bulbs side. i have the bulbs not the actual like like the cables oh, of the, the plugs socket. Huh. the sockets yeah like i couldn't find them here in the uk so huh. i ended up getting these like these other lights um and then i had a i had a D, um what's it called uh, dslr camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i used for filming and i was trying to film with it and then there's something funny about the audio and then I, you know, had to do research into that. I, I just got stuck in this like rabbit hole of like fixing problems, and and each time like, you know, uh, like my confidence was high, like my b- motivation was high, and like each each little problem like chip 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 chip, you know, chip my confidence away that I could, I could finish this course. Yeah, and I, and then I, I was kind of in this um like what what uh, startup people call like a, a trough of sadness, bro. I was just like stuck in this in this limbo area. It was like I'd started it. I'd made some progress and I just felt like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm just getting more and more stuck and I'm not making any progress here. I think, I think I was trying to make it too perfect. Mm-hmm. And I know that what you say and what other people say to is like, don't worry about making it perfect. Like just, mm-hmm. it needs to be good enough, you know? And I think I was trying to make it too perfect mm-hmm. and it was causing me to procrastinate because I was like, no, no, I, like, I've, I've got to, uh, I've got to get this before I can do that. And like, this has got to be perfect. And, uh, uh, you know, I need to, oh, I need to practice like the way I, you know, I, I, or I don't feel like filming today. You know, like I'm a bit tired, you know, I don't have energy. Okay. I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. You know, I do that part tomorrow. Um, and I was just kind of procrastinating rather than like actually just getting on with it, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, y- your first course is, is going to be a mess. Um, <laughs> And it was, it's a good experience. Like I wish that I had done like a shorter course, you know, mm-hmm. maybe just, I could have done one on like how to run a 5k, you know, or like how to start running mm-hmm. and just had it like 20 minutes longer. Like what's mm-hmm. the minimum on, on Udemy? Like 30 is 25 minutes or? is on, on Udemy. Yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. I, I think like my, my, yeah, my, like my big advice, I think for first time creators is like make a 30 minute course mm-hmm. as your first course mm-hmm. and just try to release it for free, yeah. you know, and, you could even like you could even make like a, a, a big course and then you just film you, like sort of a introductory and maybe the first or second section and have that for free just so you can release something so that you can learn. You can actually go through the process of, of filming, of editing, of figuring out all these little technical things that you're never going to deal with until we actually sit down and have to have to, you know, actually deal with them. That you can do that like on a, a smaller project and get that satisfaction of, of finishing it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, take a bigger chunk uh, out of, you know, actually making a, making another course. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great advice because you might, everyone who's thinking about creating an online course might think, oh, I have this great idea for this masterclass best-selling course. But the process is so hard, especially for someone who doesn't know how to shoot video and edit video and do all that kind of stuff. So just starting with something small, I think is great. And one thing that you had emailed me about 
was that during this time you were reading the Lean Startup. Um, and so can you talk about this idea of the minimum viable product? Uh, I mean, what is what do you think is the minimum viable product for a Udemy course? What does that actually look like? Yeah. So, yeah, great question. Yeah, that, that actually got me through um, finishing the course because, yeah, I was just getting stuck in like trying to make it perfect, you know, and, and I read this book, Lean Startup. And one of the big things that um, Eric Ries talks about in this book is have this concept of having an MVP. And uh, because you're not really sure, like, who, especially when you're starting out, you're not really sure who your audience is. You're not really sure, like, what they're going to want. So rather than try to spend, you know, six months or like a year creating some, like, absolute masterpiece in your mind course of, of what you think people want, like just got you getting the absolute minimum done uh, in terms of like creating that course and just seeing uh, what the feedback is from people. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, to be, to be honest, like it could be a complete disaster. Like it could be like bad content or, you know, nobody's really interested in it and it'd be better, you know, to be brutally honest, like, to spend one month finding that out rather than spending uh, six months, you know, wasting your time to, to, to actually do that. Mm-hmm. So I think going through the course, um, like creating a course, it's going to be an MVP and having having this this mind frame also of just thinking like, you know, I just need to get it done, you know, and you don't have to be um, feel like this is my absolute best work, you know, but it just needs this just needs to be good enough. Like I need to communicate clearly to my students about what I'm trying to to, to get across to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having some type of project based approach to to a course is going to be like a really great thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, I was trying to do things with graphics and, and text and I had this idea and like, okay, you know what, I, I could also like record like um, audio files and like people download that and they could listen to that on like their, you know, smartphone, like while they're running. And, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, and that's, I get that. And it, those all sound like great ideas, but at the end of the day, does the value added equal the amount of extra work especially when you're just getting started those are things that you can add later if you find out that they're beneficial and maybe it's something that will help increase your reviews or something like that but i love the idea of just when you're getting started just that mvp minimum viable product just get something out there the 30 minute course and i like the idea of picking like a beginner or a target audience that is sort of um, maybe something that you could upsell to a future course, like you said, like how to run a 5k or how to start running. I think even at this time, that might be a great course for you to create after the fact to get people into your, (laughs) your funnel, into your brand, which I think actually with your course that you have, you picked a great target audience and I think, or you were very specific with your target audience and I'm, I'm looking at your course landing page and it's for people who are, have already been able to run a 5K, which I think is a good way to approach this course. Uh, and you say preferably a 10K because you're not gearing it towards people who haven't even started running. And I think that end result turns into getting the good rati- ratings that you have uh, because people are signing up and they're not like a brand new runner and they're thinking, oh, well, this isn't for me anymore. So how did you go about... Um, figuring out who your target audience was for this course um, and any other advice for other people when they're trying to find who their target audience is? Yeah, so when, when I was first going to do the marathon course, it was just going to be like a general, like run a marathon, run a faster marathon, you know, run a, you know, run your best marathon, run your first marathon. Uh, and it was through uh, your advice I got through through your course about really, you know, niching down on, on the markets um, and keeping in mind that, that, that beginner market is going to be the biggest market. You know, if you think about, you're going to have a, a really wide beginner market. Some of those beginners are going to become intermediates, and then you know, there's going to be a small group that are going to be advanced uh, users. So, instead of having like a really broad uh, course about, um, you know, marathon in general, yeah, like focusing on first-time marathon runners. And then I thought, well, you know, I don't want to start. I don't want to have like just you know people who are sitting on the couch and they're not running at all. So, yeah, just like trying to make it even smaller, just in terms of like, this is for people. You should be running a little bit like you shouldn't be a complete beginner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, minimum 5K if you're feeling confident, like but preferably a 10K, you're going to be more comfortable like doing this course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just it just seemed like a, a, a 
it, it just seemed like great advice and, and advice that I took for a change from you, Phil, instead of just <laughs> ignoring it and yeah, thinking that, uh, think that I knew best. Yeah. Hey, Phil here. Are you enjoying this episode? I really hope you are, and I hope you're learning to become a better online course creator. If you want to fast track your success, head over to onlinecoursemasters.com and get your free trial of the full flagship program, the masterclass for online course creators. Get more information at onlinecoursemasters.com. All right, so you put together this course, did all that work to figure out who your audience was, got it published and approved by Udemy. And I'm sure like most instructors, you're sitting there waiting for the people to come, start buying your classes. But talk about what the reality was and actually how you did end up making your first few sales of this course. Yeah. So, of course, yeah, you go through the whole process, you, you hit publish, and unless you have an existing audience to sell to, like, you know, nothing's going to happen. Actually, to be honest, even if you have the audience, you need to announce it to them anyway, you know, and I think from, from my own experience with starting a business and, and, and really, like, always working in sales, I knew that nobody cares, you know, like, you have to make them care, you've got to get in touch with people, you've got to let them know that you have this product, and that you want them to buy it, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so, so that's what I did, I, I reached out to people that I felt were interested, like people that I knew um, that I was friends with, I was connected on Facebook, or even just people, I would just text message like, hey, I've created this this course about running a first marathon. Um, I, you know, I, I'd really love some feedback. If you could take the course, let me know, um, you know, speak soon. And, and I kind of customized, I, I would cut and paste it, but then I, I would um, customize it a little bit just to make it, uh, yeah, like, like a, a, a bit friendlier. Yeah, I didn't so it chase didn't anybody. feel like just like a mass email that you just sent to everyone on your contact list. It felt no, a little bit more no. personalized. Yeah, I, I tried. I tried <laughs> to make it a bit more personalized, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I, I I didn't follow up with people about it. It was just sort of like a one, a one message thing. I wasn't going to like hound people like, hey, take my course, take my course. It was just like, hey, I made this course. If you want to take it, great. If not, like, don't worry, I'm not going to... I'm not going to bring it up ever again. No, you know, no problem. Um, yeah, and I, was, I was surprised. Like there was, I mean, there was a few people, for example, like on, I was connected to on Facebook that I, I sent it out to that I hadn't really spoke to in years, you know, and I was just kind of like, well, let's just see what happens. And then they were like, oh, cool. Yeah, of course. Like, I'll take it. Wow. You know, like, okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. And so, this you, is you know, a paid coupon. How much were you, how much was the, were you offering it for? Uh, for ten dollars, because at that time okay. I I didn't I want I really wanted to get reviews. That was the main thing, and that's what I said was like I'm really looking to get reviews. If you could take the course, mm-hmm. um, you know, give me your like an honest review, that would be great. You know, I need feedback. I want to I want I really you know, like talking about that MVP um, course, mm-hmm. like the most important part of that is is getting that feedback mm-hmm. and then making the changes from it. So that was really important to me. Was like okay, like I finished this course, like you know. Please take it. Please let me know. Like, what's unclear? What could I improve on? Mm-hmm. What would you like to see more of? So, uh, so, so I did that. Um, I lost my train of thought again, Phil. Sorry. Well, well, I I know you sent me that you made. You told me you made a couple hundred dollars from that that first month, and I think for some people that would be quite a success to launch a product. But I also know you invested a lot of money into equipment and things to get started. So after that first month, kind of what were you, what were you thinking? And I don't know, since then, have you felt motivated to continue creating courses? Is there anything you would change about how you created or promoted that first course or what kind of what, what's your game plan right now? What's my game plan right now? Yeah. So you actually, so, so I launched it. Um, it's, it's doing it. It did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I didn't make up uh, what I invested like in, in new, um, equipment on it. But then at the same time, it's not like, like I can still use that equipment for other things. It's not like, you know, I can't ever use this camera, this microphone ever again. Um, you know, I can still use it. Um, yeah, I think in the first month I made $180 on it, mm-hmm. on, on the course. Um, it was what I was expecting. I, well, I was expecting nothing, you know? So it was like, great. Like, you know, I've got some traction with this. I've got, you know, the fact that like I've got some numbers. Like it starts from zero. You know, I, I know that. I've started my own business. I started from zero before. You know, you just need to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. You get the first student, you get the second student, you get the third student. You know, and it just and it just goes from there. 
of course, I mean, looking at more established instructors, you know, you see that they've got, they're counting their students in the, in the tens of thousands or in the, in the hundreds of thousands. And that's just like, wow, you know, but yeah, they started somewhere too. They started from zero, like, just like I did, you know, I know that it's just a, just an ongoing process. I think the key with that is just like the consistency, you know, and the number of people that have just created one course on Udemy and then, you know, walked away from it because they felt like, oh, you know, people aren't coming to me. I can't, you know, I can't make it happen. Like this is, this is a waste of time. It's a waste of money. And mm-hmm. you, you know, Udemy is just a platform uh, that enables course creators to, to make, you know, well, not even to make the product, but just to, to have a simple way to, to offer it for sale, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I know that they do a little bit of um, work in terms of promoting courses, but, but they're really looking to pour gasoline on fires that are already, you know, blazing away. Um, you know, they're not going to just like chuck money at you as a first time creator on your, on your first time course without, without anything to show for it. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, like after creating this first course, like, like I wanted to create other courses and seeing how, uh, like other create other creators that have done well, you know, there's nobody on Udemy who's done well that just has one course. Yeah, that's really rare. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there might be a couple people, but they probably had their own audience already. Yeah. They probably were able to yeah. sell it to them. But yeah, I feel like all the people who have uh, that I know that have had a lot of success, they have multiple courses, and usually it's not their first course that is their best selling course. That's for yeah, sure true. So it's probably taken them a little while to figure out what to do, and 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 maybe they had a bit of a bit of a pivot in terms of their own direction. You know, I, I mean, I know that you've created, like, I, I remember after I did your course and I had a look, I was like, oh, I wonder if Phil like made any other courses, and I was just blown away by by the um, that you know the the depth that you had in in film and film and um, video editing stuff. But then you also have you got a, a baseball course, you've got a Actually, you've got a financial planning course yourself, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I have a ba- basic finances. I mean, I've taught courses on all kinds of things, and I partnered with so many people to create courses just on topics that I think are fun. Uh, and I think that it's just this snowball that continues to to grow, especially when you're starting out. You don't have anyone to promote your new co- your course to, and if you continue creating courses. Um, and start giving away or create a free course to grow your list, you know, your next promotion or launch of a course is going to be better. And it's just going to continue to get better and better, I think, as you create more courses and your your audience continues to grow. I think that's just the key to long-term success on Udemy and really on any platform, just that consistency of creating more courses or or just more content. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I really saw it as a learning process of like, okay, how do you, how do you create a course? And like, what is that learning process like to, to, you know, to create the course? And, and now I feel like I, I understand it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and then, but that's, that's only, I think creating the course is only like half of the actual work. Mm-hmm. And then once you create that course, you know, then you get to the hard part of, mm-hmm. of the actual process, which is, which is promoting it, you know, and if you've got zero followers, yeah, that's, that's when the real, real work, you know, um, takes place. Have you so, done, have you started doing anything um, like that? I know you have your your website, which I was just checking out, and it seems like you have a blog and you're writing about running. But have you had what are you doing right now to grow the audience off of you to me to potentially be able to sell your class um, later on? Yeah, yeah. So I've yeah I created that blog um, as as a way to promote as as a way to sell the course. Uh, and then also as a way actually just to try out like other ideas that, that I have and, you know, perhaps do something else with it. Um, I've recently launched a YouTube channel too, oh, nice. as a way to, well, remember I, you know, I had those, those race, um, that race footage that I need to, I need to get out somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be really cool to, you know, to start producing that on a regular basis and, and putting that out so that yeah people can watch that and be like, wow. And then, you know, rather than that, I'm like, Hey, like want to run your first marathon with confidence? Like mm-hmm. here's a, here's a link. You know, you can you can do it too. I mean, I think the, you ha- definitely there's this potential. Even though the market on Udemy is small, the market for running and for running marathons is actually probably fairly big. And if if it's if people are like me, when I start a new hobby, I like dive so deep into that topic. Like for example, I I I've always cycled, but. I never was into mountain biking until a couple years ago and my wife got me my first mountain bike and 
for like the next week, I was just watching YouTube video after YouTube video about mountain biking. And I was, I found cha the channels that taught like the basics of mountain biking. Even before, I, I think, I don't know why I was, I was like waiting to ride, take it out for a ride or something for the first time. Maybe it was raining or something. And like, so I was waiting for like a couple weeks and I just like ate up so much, so many, so much content about it. And, and recently we like adopted a dog and it's kind of the same thing. I'm like researching on YouTube and following blogs and finding all these people who train, teach the basics of dog training. And so I think like having a YouTube channel and a blog set up that hopefully can, you know, help people who are getting started is a great way to get people into your funnel. Um, and I, I bet there's a lot of people who, you know, are interested in running marathons who, if they're like me, they're just going to find your content and gobble it all up at once and then you have yeah. that premium uh, premium offer of the class to to offer them yeah yeah and it's something that i was looking at a lot because if you look at udemy you know and you think like oh there's not maybe there's not a market for people who are interested in marathon running but uh, looking on amazon instead and looking at books mm -hmm. uh, and there's so many books about how to run a marathon and yeah and so so i, I that's why i kind of um gave me a bit of motivation like to keep going with it was like, okay, so there's definitely people who are interested in buying a book, mm -hmm. you know, and they're, in, and they're willing to spend $20, $30 on buying a book about how to run a marathon. Like, could I present that information about how to run a marathon, you know, and have a different angle like coming in for this, like, you know, how to build your confidence to, to, um, to run a marathon. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, buy that in a video format, you know, easier to digest, um, which I think, yeah, if, if you're, if you're talking about running, sometimes it's easier to see how mm -hmm. people do it mm -hmm. you know so film like filming an actual technique i think is going to be easier than than reading about it in yeah. a book and trying to you know visualize it in your head i think it's a better it's a better format for that are there other so, have you done a lot of research i'm sure there are but are there like youtube channels dedicated to marathon running or or just running in general yeah yeah there are there are um but they tend to be focused on sort of like how to run your best marathon, mm -hmm. you know? So there's nothing that's really focused on like YouTube wise, at least, um, or at least that I could find like most of the stuff about marathon. Yeah. It's like how to run your fastest marathon, like how to, how to run, how to run a sub three hour marathon, like yeah. how to qualify for Boston marathon, you know, mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. It's for those but advanced people, those like super advanced people, which, you know, for someone, they, it might make sense. Like, Oh, I want to create this like advanced topic, but like we've been talking about to capture the widest audience, you really want to go for like the beginners, kind of like what you're doing with people who have started running, but now they're, they've done a 5k or a 10k and now they're interested in, you know, taking it to the next level. So yeah. I think, yeah, there's definitely room for it. I think we'll see. I think you should do it. So we've been talking about marathons. Do you have any other advice about just for people trying to stay consistent and be productive? Anything you kind of, teach about in your class about training anything that we can like take away a mindset technique anything that will help everyone listening be more consistent and productive yeah and i, I mean the, the irony does not escape me that you know i created this course about how to run a marathon I'm, I'm talking about things like be consistent you know plan your schedule prepare your gear um you know you know, and, and then I suffered my own kind of like wobbles in terms of actually like creating the course and feeling like, oh, you know, I, I'm not feeling the progress. You know, I, I don't know if, I'm, if I, don't, I don't know if I can make it through it. You know, um, I, I think I think starting small is, is going to be such a good idea for your first course, just so you can actually learn how to um, do everything. Uh, being consistent, I think, is huge. Um, it's the same with, with marathon running. You know, a lot of times when. I mentioned to people like I'm into marathon running and they say like, Oh, I'd like to do that too, but I don't have the time. Like you must run like what, like three, four hours a day. And like, no, that's not, no, you know, like you just, you know, like marathon running, you're much better off running like 30 to 60 minutes a day mm -hmm. rather than trying to squeeze like six hours of running in on, on the weekends. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just going to get injured. You're going to get burnt out. And I think it's the same thing with, with creating a course. Mm -hmm. You're much more likely to see the results, see the progress uh, by putting that work every single day, you know, mm. and from my own experience, like I, I to batch too much stuff to get all of the, all of the writing. And then I'm going to do like all of the filming and then I'm going to do all of the editing. And that was a mistake. Like I should have actually just done like, I'm going to do like 15 minutes of writing today, you know, and then like 
15 minutes of filming, 15 minutes of, of, of editing. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you, then you uh, see a little bit more of like what you actually accomplish and yeah. you get something done tangible that you, you can see instead of, you know, trying to write out everything or film everything. And then you get burnt out on it and you don't see any sort of progress. You don't really see the progress you're making. So I yeah, like that advice. Absolutely. And, and well, and also you can actually see your own mistakes, mm. you know. So there was there was stuff like that I'd filmed, mm-hmm. and then when I actually went back to edit it, I realized like I need to redo this. Like you know, the ang- I don't know, the, the angle was off, or like I was too, I don't like it was just wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I'd been doing that on a daily basis of like filming and editing, for example, mm-hmm. then I would have noticed that, mm-hmm. and then I could have corrected it, you know, or mm-hmm. I could have just at least like gotten that feedback in terms of. Like, wow, like I look really awkward, you know, like I, <laughs> I need, I need to relax a bit more, you know, or like I need to like breathe or, you know, yeah. ra- rather than, uh, just thinking like, Oh no, like I'm sure they won't notice like how nervous I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. while I'm, while I'm this. Yeah. Um, so, so I think like, like batching it in, into real, into smaller bits, especially for the first course mm-hmm. and just, and just getting that, that, uh, you know, you don't have an audience yet, but just going back that con- concept of like an MVP, like MVPing on yourself and just having that, that feedback for yourself, like create that, that product, or, you know, maybe not lesson by lesson, but like maybe like section actually. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? In the beginning, like lesson by lesson, mm-hmm. you know, creating it complete lessons, mm-hmm. having a look at it and just thinking like, okay, like how can I improve that for, you know, for my next lesson? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, because I, yeah de- definitely editing your own videos is, I think most people listening probably are doing that. They don't have editors to do it, but you learn so much from editing your own video, having to watch yourself, listen to yourself. You realize maybe some stuff is more important than others and you don't even need to film that kind of content. And then you also see kind of like how you look, are you relaxed or not? So I think that's definitely something should people should be paying attention to. Um, yeah. and it's a good learning and, experience. And, uh, I think doing it on a daily basis, like you, it's, you'll find a workflow mm-hmm. that will, that will be easier, you know, rather than like, okay, I'm just going to do it the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but by doing it every single day, you're going to get into like a, a bit of a flow mm-hmm. uh, and then it's just going to be easier to, to actually do it. And you're going to be more productive in that time that, that you're spending that, that 30, 60 minutes. You can actually get a hell of a lot done yeah. um, if, if you're really productive. But if you're just kind of stopping and starting because you forgot how you were doing it before and, and you need to kind of catch up. I think it's just it's just so important, yeah. um, and just really keeping in mind um, that yeah, it's that motivation will come. Like you need to make your own motivation with with doing this, and uh, it's going to be difficult. Like everyone's going to struggle through it, and it's it even when even once you get started and you see some progress, like you're still going to go through dips, mm-hmm. you know. And if you if you feel passionate about something right now, like I did with with marathon running use that initial fire to, to get started, you know, and don't, don't lose that, that enthusiasm, you know, use that enthusiasm to kind of get through that, that rough pick in the beginning, make some progress and then, then the motivation will come, you know, the, uh, and then the confidence comes. Yeah. Cool. Well, it sounds great. So I like to ask people who come on the show if they have any goals in mind for the next few years so that, you know, if you listen to this episode down the road, you can keep yourself accountable. So do you have anything that you're working on or any kind of goal, bigger goals that you're working towards over the next few years? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I want to create 10 new courses next year. Mm, nice. Do it. <laughs> do you have do you have ideas yet for those? Yeah, I do. I, I have a lot of ideas. Um, I mean, I can make ones about like how to run a faster marathon. I can do ones about uh, running an ultra marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to do ones more on financial planning and mm-hmm. wealth management and investing, which is what, what I know already. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I didn't really think that there would be that much interest in it because um, a lot of the times our salespeople are having to kind of convince people to, uh, yeah. to invest. <laughs> I didn't think people would actually pay for that advice that, that we normally kind of give away for free in order to, yeah. you know, in order to get clients. But, uh, but if, yeah, if people want to do it themselves, then yeah, we're fine. Like, I'd be happy to, to teach people how to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I was even thinking like to have some I don't know, some, some kind of quirkier ones about, for example, like, like I climbed Kilimanjaro a few oh, years nice. ago. And like, what if I did a course about like how to climb Kilimanjaro? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, sure. like that's the kind of thing that maybe even if you do this, it might not be the best thing to put that on Udemy. But if you start to grow your audience off of Udemy or somehow can drive, get that traffic to a, a more of a premium course. So it's more worth it for you. 
Like that's the kind of thing that it's a big deal for people to climb Kilimanjaro, but it's kind of like me getting into mountain biking or whatever. When people decide they're going to do this, they're going to buy all the books they can. They're going to read all the blog articles they can. And if there's like one sort of premium course about that, that's a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks or something like that, that has all that information they need. Um, I think that's, that could be a great idea. And it, it's almost better than like just like, oh, how to climb mountains or how to, <laughs> you know, a general hiking course or something like that. For that kind of thing, it's, I think it might be better to be more specific, even though the audience is going to be really small. And that's why I don't think Udemy might be the best place to put it, but um, on your own site or something. I like that idea. Okay. Well, I, yeah, but I, I think what, uh, what you said before about like Udemy is a great way to kind of build an audience of people that are willing to pay you for advice, you know, and then, I, you know, I think it's a great way, although you don't necessarily capture a lot of the value by, by using Udemy because it's kind of a race to the bottom with like everything on, mm-hmm. on promotion, you know, all the time and, um, you know, ending up giving away coupons for, you know, for free to, um, mm-hmm. to get people into the courses, but just as a way to kind of build that audience, mm-hmm. you know, and, and build, uh, and just, yeah, gather, like to gather your own tribe really yeah. of people that are going to be willing to pay, uh, continually for, for whatever you put out because they like you, because they like your, your content. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of the reason that, that um, instructors like you and other instructors that are really prolific uh, do quite well is that, that your students actually get emotionally invested into you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they like, the f- and they kind of build this relationship with you and they like the fact that you're, you're putting out stuff on a regular basis mm-hmm. that they feel like they know you and they're like, Oh, like Phil's not going to let me down. Like, you know, I've got this relationship <laughs> with him. He's going to keep, you know, he's going to keep showing up. He's going to keep helping me out, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I mean that I appreciate that comment, but I think that's for sure true. People there's people can find this information for free or buy someone else's course, but it's really ends up being the personality and that relationship is the reason why people buy your next course and your next course and your next course. So I think that's that's totally true. Well, I'm excited to see more about, yeah, see those 10 courses that you make next year. I think <laughs> by this time next year, we're recording this around Black Friday. Um, ho- hopefully, you know, your income is going to be 10 times or, or more than 10 times what it is right now, which could be awesome. Yeah, which um, is hard to do. But yeah, yeah. And then, and then uh, maybe you'll come on my podcast, Phil. You know, yeah, to, to grow totally. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I'd love to. So do you have any more, any last piece of advice for online course creators, anything about, uh, we've talked about consistency, but anything else that you want to leave people with uh, as we wrap up this show? Yeah, just get started. Like that's the, I think that's the biggest takeaway, you know, is not to think, it's not like, you know, Nike has that saying like, just do it. But I think, I think the more important thing is like, is actually just get started. Yeah. You know, just get started. Like, you know, can you sit down and take that next step? You know, can you just sit down and outline what your course is going to be? You know, can you get started filming that first lesson? You know, can you get started editing that first lesson? Just get started. Just get started. Like once you get started and you get in the flow, it's going to be easier than you think. Cool. So I think that's that's the, like the, the big message like for, for first time creators or for people thinking about it or people that maybe started creating their course and then and then um you know got hung up on something or demotivated and stopped um you know just get started and when you find yourself like veering off like just get started again it's okay (laughs) you know you're gonna get distracted you're gonna get demotivated just get started again every single time cool i love that i love that so where can people find out more information about you uh or find you online to to follow you in your journey i'll include notes at onlinecoursemasters.com uh, but for people listening, where's the best way to find you? So I have my Udemy course, of course, which is called How to Run Your First Marathon with Confidence. Mm-hmm. So you can search for that. Uh, you can also visit my website, simonscotting.com. There's mm-hmm. a blog there. Uh, I offer a free training course that mm-hmm. you can download just as a, as a PDF if you just want like a, a training regime of 14 weeks to, oh. to run your first marathon. Just It's just distance. Um, but yeah, if that's what you're looking for, like that's fine. And then yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Simon Scotting or Strava. There's, um, there's a social media network for, for runners, cyclists, triathletes called Strava. So if you're on there, connect with me. Uh, it's, uh, that's a cool, I, I use Strava for my cycling. That's a great idea for like your students to, 
I don't know. I don't know how you could use that, but somehow to build yeah. like, can't you build like a club or a group? Yeah, on- I, yeah. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, there's a way to create a club. I just actually found out about it um, a week ago. So I was gonna create a club for uh-huh. students nice. so that they could see like who's running. Uh, you know, keep everyone motivated. Um, you know, see who's, who's actually run the first marathon. And yeah, nice. yeah, that's awesome because like I know how that how that is like with cyclists that I know like. You know, you see them doing their stuff and it motivates me to to try to ride more, ride longer or whatever. So I think that is a that is going to be a cool thing in your class. So that free um, training schedule that or whatever it was, that's on your website, simonscotting.com. Yeah, it's free as a, as a PDF. You can download it. Um, you can choose either kilometers or miles, you know, whatever, whichever way you think. That's awesome. Um, and that's, I mean, that's like a great um, sort of lead magnet because I remember when I ran my half marathon, that was like the first thing that I was like looking for is like a training schedule. And sometimes it's like harder to find than it should be. Like it should just be there. Like you should just be able to go somewhere and download it and it should just tell you exactly what to do. Um, so cool. I'll definitely include links to that on the show notes. So cool, Simon. Uh, anything, thanks. any final thoughts? No, <laughs> just get started. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I think that's the big thing. It's just, it's just get started. Um, if you're not running already, uh, like start running. I think it's, it's, it's good, not just for the body, but it's good for the mind. It's good for the soul. Um, you know, as I say, my, in my bio on, on Udemy, I think that human beings were designed to run long distances over land. Like we were not designed to sit in chairs, looking at screens for 12 hours a day. So uh, I, I think there's, there's something primal about, about running and it can feel a bit awkward in the beginning to start running if you're not running right now because you're, you're not used to it. But if you give yourself 30 days, if you just do like a little bit, like just like creating the course, like if you have a, just go for a run uh, every day for 30 days, it'll become a new habit. Mm-hmm. It'll become uh, much more comfortable. It becomes addictive, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it becomes really addictive. You, you start producing your own endorphins. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, but I, I figure there's there's much worse things to be addicted to. So you might as well yeah. addicted to something like like running that's going to be healthy. Yeah. yeah, totally cool. Well, you might get get people addicted to creating courses too. So thanks, Simon, so much for being on the show, and I look forward to seeing your success uh, and just following your story in the future. So thanks again. Hey, thanks, Paul. It was a real pleasure to chat with you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to fast track your success, head over to onlinecoursemasters.com and sign up for your free trial of my flagship program, the Online Course Masters Masterclass. Yep, that's right. It's a masterclass designed to take you from zero to hero, creating and selling your very own online courses. If you haven't done so yet, please leave a review for this show wherever you listen. This is how we can help expand our audience and help teach the world. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week in the next edition of the Online Course Masters Show.